the NHL in the East, the NHL continues to get harder. All right. A lot of Q1 opportunities in the East. But the Carolina Hurricanes are like, eh, we're good. We're good. We had Max Pacioretty. We lost Max Pacioretty. Eh, we're still fine. Okay. I think this is a mistake. I think they're in a window. Go out there and win the damn thing. You can't regular season your way into the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup finals. They haven't gotten there yet. Something's got to change. But we'll talk to Luke DeCock about that in just a little bit. I'm surprised you wanted to come on, Joe, uh, given all the time we spent together on Saturday as we were driving across the triangle to go to four different sporting events in one day. It's a lot of OVS time. Yeah, I'm a lot. It's true. Uh, but we managed. And that video is on YouTube, by the way. NC State, Clemson, Carolina, Virginia, the Hurricanes versus the Ducks, and then Duke versus Virginia Tech. We hit all four. Was it worth it? Yeah, watch the video to find out. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked it on. Hey, Joe, brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. First one comes from various listeners. Hey, Joe, is <laughs> NC State in danger of missing the tournament? I, when I put out, hey, I need some Hey, Joe questions for today, I want to uh, probably like five or six of them were some variation of uh, NC State lost to Clemson. They got Duke tomorrow. What happens in the ACC tournament? Oh, oh no. Are, are they going to miss the NCAA tournament? They're in the NCAA tournament, right? Right? I don't think it would be a great idea to <laughs> lose out. Probably not. So they have Duke tomorrow, and then they would go to the ACC tournament. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're tracking towards that fifth or sixth seed. Mm -hmm. Certainly don't want to lose in the first day in Greensboro. We've seen this before. Uh, it's going to be difficult, too. Bubble luck. We like to talk about bracket luck. Yeah. There's bubble luck, too. This could work two ways for NC State, obviously, not having a game this weekend, right? They don't get a chance to improve, but if they were to beat Duke, it would put them in a situation where they can just watch some of those Big 12 teams knock each other off, or they could watch Clemson potentially lose to Virginia or another game, and you'd go, oh, well, look at that. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately what you're looking at, though, is there's seven... I believe there are seven ACC teams right now who, who think they can be in the NCAA tournament. I think only six get in. I'm going five. Next up. From Kev, hey, Joe, why does everyone want the ACC, or why does everyone in the ACC want the net to function like the AP Top 20 from the 80s? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very good question. I think the biggest frustration with the NCAA sorting tools is that we don't know what goes into it. And maybe that that's by design so that you can't go out and manipulate it like other teams had done before. You you bring up Mark Godfrey a lot, Joe, uh, the former NC State coach. He understood how bracketology worked. He utilized it in terms of scheduling, and that's how they ended up being on the right side of the bubble for those couple years where it was kind of their shtick as the last team in, even though they weren't actually the last team and they were the last team announced, uh, and that added to their drama. But right now you don't know what to do other than, I guess, win. Yeah, I mean, and you do know to avoid uh, those Q4 games, the, as many of them as you can. Obviously, yeah. with Florida State and Louisville being what they are this year, you can't necessarily avoid them in the league. Uh, I mean, it, it really is a perfect storm why the, the ACC yeah. is in the position that it is right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we could probably go back 50 years, and there's not a power conference team that looks like Louisville does right now. And that's just unfortunate how that's turned out. But, no, you have to know. I think part of the, um, the old RPI, too, was just don't play at home. 
play a bunch of neutral site games, mm-hmm. go on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I always I beg all of these coaches to do, and they laugh at me, but go play NC Central. Not going to hurt you. You lose, so what? They're a team that's going to make the tournament. It's on the road. Mm-hmm. You're going to get rewarded for playing on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, go go play some games on the road. Roy Williams loved to do this. Elon, UNC, Asheville. Yeah, usually there know. was some sort of coaching connection yeah. as to why he would at least. He always gave you one. Yep. College of Charleston. So, yeah, maybe you should go back to doing that. Next up. I got a proposition for you. From JC. Hey, Joe, what would be the performance-enhancing cookies for the OG crew? <laughs> Well, you can't get them here. That's the problem. Oh. You're, yeah. you're Cuban? They're Cuban cookies? No, no. This is not legal here. Oh, that performance enhancer. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that would be performance no, enhancer. That would not performance enhance my performance. It would be a hell of a Hey Joe segment, though. Anyway, I'm just saying. I guess you could do Delta 8, but no. No, that's not the case. Um, look, my, my personal favorite cookies... I mean, it is it is Girl Scout cookie season, mm-hmm. and I do love the peanut butter patties. Those yeah. are those are money. Uh, I actually had recently gotten beers with our friends Dimitri and Lauren Brownlow, and we went up to Mordecai, and a dad showed up with his daughter, Hustling. Girl Scout cookies, love it, in the back of a, a wagon, a, a back of a wagon, and it was the smartest play ever. You have a couple beers, you're like. Ooh, those cookies look good. I bought two boxes right on the spot. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> next up. Homemade chocolate chip. How you doing? From John. Hey, Joe, why, why are people saying the Canes are good where they are? Don't they realize that other teams just got better over the course of the week? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess this is big trust the process energy for the Carolina Hurricanes. And their process, to their to their credit, I understand why they believe in what they're doing because they've been incredibly successful in the regular season. My only issue with that attitude is that the regular season is wholly different than the postseason. And you're going to keep doing this to yourself if you don't make a move to get better when you know you've got this window. And I understand there's long-term plays and worried about contracts and everything else. But the last time I checked, the point of doing this is to win the Stanley Cup. That's clearly what Rod Brindamore wants to do. But sometimes I feel like the Excel spreadsheet and the budget ends up making your decisions for you. And it's been successful for them, just not in the postseason. I, mean, I heard Adam today when I was going out and getting coffee talking about, I know this is not a popular opinion, but the Canes were better than the Rangers in the postseason. Okay, well, two problems with that. One, the Canes screwed around and they found out. Okay, right, right. They screwed around and they found out, and what did the Rangers have that the Canes didn't? Dudes. Dudes. Okay, and I hate saying that because it makes me sound like the most meatball radio host ever. But, Holy mother meatballs! But sometimes that's what it comes down to. They got What What did noted hockey expert Sidney Lowe tell us, Joe? Your best players have to be your best players. Next up. Yeah! This one comes from Nick. Why do ACC officials hate Kyle Filipowski? <laughs> I hate to be the one to bring up officiating, but that's three calls in the last couple weeks. It's Virginia, it's Virginia teams too. That's the best part about it. Kyle <laughs> Filipowski cannot play Virginia teams. Let's 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 see. If, let's hope he doesn't. They don't see a Virginia team in the ACC tournament because Kyle Filipowski is going to end up with an elbow to the face. But as I argued, 
there was a little pre-celebration. That's why it was a foul on Kyle Filipowski in Virginia, against Virginia Tech. All, uh, I think, oh, who was it? Uh, who was Virginia Tech's player that did that? It, whoever it was, he was just pre-celebrating the bucket. Next up. From Dwayne. How often are you asked about bringing back dad jokes? I asked you about that on Saturday. I'm a UNC fan that saw the fist bump. Yeah, Roy Williams gave me a fist bump on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then he's, he says, you still out here working for a living? And I'm like, yeah, Roy. Not all of us are Hall of Fame coaches enjoying retirement right now, man. I got Content ain't making itself, man, my man. So he gave me the fist bump, and then uh, Dwayne is uh, like, hey, man. Love the show, but bring back dad jokes. Uh, you know what? Maybe we will. Maybe we'll bring that back in the summertime. Our Wednesday staple. We haven't done it in several years. Get some freshness. Next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Final one from Brent. Hey, Joe, could you have made your Saturday trip without press and parking passes just as a regular Joe? Uh, Quick answer to that is no. I uh, could have Ubered. But that would have gotten expensive, yeah. especially now really that expensive. Uber is no longer subsidizing itself with VC Lift. money. Yeah, something. Take the bus. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you could not have parked is what I'm getting at, or parked at the first one. No. Okay. No, you, you, well, you did end up at PNC twice. And that, that's where things Your get dicey. Your route confused me. Why did you finish at Duke and not hockey? Because the hockey game would have been over by the time we got to PNC Arena. Would it? Yeah, the game. The what game, time did the Duke game start? The game started at 8. Oh, okay. So the hockey game's over by 9.30. Okay. So that's why we had to fit it in between. We'll, t- we'll talk to Luke DeCock about that that plan. And speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, they haven't made a big move. Are they going to regret that? Next. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement and also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Here's a question that we got for Hey Joe, and it's something that we addressed on the ACC Now podcast, and we can address it here. If we did not have credentials, if we did not have media parking, would we have been able to do what we did on Saturday by going to State at noon, Carolina at 6, the Canes game in between, the trip to Duke? Could we have done it? Yeah, I think we could have. It would have been a lot more difficult for sure, um, especially the Carolina to to hurricanes leg Mm -hmm. um i think you know i heard you guys talking before before the the break or whatever about uber i think that's the one where you would have to uber because as when we got to pnc parking was shut public parking was shut down we would have to park at the fairgrounds it was and getting out of carolina from a public lot you know we you know we would have had to had a a rams club pass so we parked we ain't got that kind of money luke we're in the media we ain't yeah if we had to ride in from uh you know, Chapel Hill Mall or whatever, we would have been in trouble waiting for the shuttle bus at halftime. So, yeah, I, it would have been really difficult. I think it's still doable. It probably would have been even more of an adventure. Uh, but, but yeah, it would have been it would have been a little uh, even trickier than it was. Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer. I think you and I can both agree there's no possible way Jillio would have survived. Uh, yeah, we would have lost Joe at the Carolina game. Is that the second leg? That was the second leg, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You would have been like, ah, I'm not. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'll see you guys in two. Jillio would have had his eighth 
chicken supreme and said, guys, it's nap time. I'm out. I'm out. No, I, can, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. I'm not, this is not a criticism. Um, I, but I can, I can see like when we got up from our seats way up in the, you know, the eighth ring of the Smith Center to go down and leave. I could see Joe being like typing on his laptop and just being like, all right, you guys go ahead. You guys have fun. You guys have fun without yes. me. I'll catch you. Right. You know what? That's probably the smart move. Spe- speaking of having fun without us, I-, I believe that's the Carolina Hurricanes leading up to the trade deadline. <laughs> Everybody in the East decided we are doubling down. We're going to have some crazy deals to get Timo Meyer to come to us. That's what the Devils done. So we got what? The Islanders with Horvat. We obviously just mentioned Meyer with the Devils. Uh, what do we got? Tarashenko, the Tar- Rangers. And apparently they want Patrick Kane, too. Like, I've lost yeah, track of stuff, right? So just, get Kane, yeah. just about every team that is in a contender status in the East has made some kind of move. Meanwhile, the Carolina Hurricanes are sitting on $10 million in cap space because of the Max Pacioretty injury, and they're like, eh. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna Atlanta Braves this bad boy. We're just gonna keep doing our thing in the in the in the regular season and take our chances in the postseason. Yeah, and as I wrote last week, before a lot of these deals happened, other than the Horvat deal and the Tarashenko deal, um, you know, the, 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 there was an imperative to do something because that cap space is an expiring asset, and we know there's nothing Tom Dundon hates more than an, an expiring asset. But I also think they've been backed into a corner a little bit. Um, you know, you look at the price that Tampa paid for Tanner Janot today. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see the Hurricanes giving that up for anybody, um, you know, let alone a, a guy who's a, a you know, third, fourth line forward. Um, you know, Kane got to call his shot. He's got a no trade clause. He wanted to go to the Rangers. The Rangers are moving heaven and salary cap earth to fit him in. And he'll go there Wednesday when they finally have the cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Timo Meyer, the rumor has been for months that because of the relationship between Mike Greer and San Jose um, and the Devils organization, that Meyer was always going to be a devil, that that, was, that deal was going to get done. Um, and I look at what the Devils gave up, and I feel like the Hurricanes certainly could have been in that conversation. So, you know, there's some of that going on there. Um, that that is a little bit outside of their control. I think the, the thing they're going to regret is not necessarily not doing something now because, you know, the players who are still out there, uh, you know, Nick Schmaltz, Adam Henrique is hurt. I don't know that there's anyone out there that's worth giving up what they would have to get up, give up that can really help them now. I mean, there may be a guy like, a, you know, as I wrote, like a Dylan Larkin or a Pierre-Luc Dubois who a team decides to move unexpectedly who really helps you. Um, but Winnipeg's in the playoff hunt, and Detroit thinks they can sign Larkin. So something would have to change drastically by Friday for that to happen. But the, and, and so, you know, the flip side of this is, is it worth doing something now? Was it worth doing something two weeks ago? Absolutely. Is it worth doing something now? I'm not sure it is as much. The other thing to remember is, look, Toronto gave up a ton for Ryan O'Reilly. That's a player who really could have helped the Hurricanes. Uh, Boston made the deal with Washington for Orlov and Hathaway. I, not neither one of those guys is going to help the Hurricanes a ton, but you know Boston's upgrading, and Tampa makes the Genoa deal. Well, guess what? Only one of those three teams is making it to the conference finals because they're all going to end up playing each other. So there's a little bit of oh my god, all these teams are doing stuff. All these teams are doing stuff. Well, yeah, but the Hurricanes aren't going to have to beat Toronto and Tampa and Boston. They're only going to have to beat one of those teams if they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So a lot of this is a little bit of sound and fury. Rangers could end up playing the Devils. Yeah. In which case. They they cancel each other out. So you know it's not. Yeah, it would be. It's it's uh, you know Messi is going to guarantee something there. It's not a huge huge deal that everybody's doing something. It it it's. I think the the real issue here is that the Hurricanes. I don't necessarily think they waited. I think they were wanted to pay the prices they wanted to pay. Other people were willing to pay more. 
And that's part of the, the downside of taking a sort of value-based approach. And now they're, now they're kind of, uh, you know, standing on the dance floor and nobody left to dance with. Luke Tkak, News and Observer, joining us here on the OG and the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Obvious. I'm Joe Giglio. Luke, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. The person I thought of today was Adrian Acoin. <laughs> yeah. Because... Peter Laviolette's uh, workhorse <laughs> right? investment. 48 minutes a game. I just remember when, you know, people lose... Canes fans, like, getting upset. We didn't get Adrian Acoin. Adrian Acoin. And you had, yeah. a, you had an interesting relationship with Jim Rutherford. It's probably improved since he's gone. But I just remember him saying, like, People are mad if we didn't get Adrian Acoin. He's not even that good. Like, I don't know. I can't vouch for you know Timo Meyer and some of these other guys that were out there today. But it just it does. I I'm getting flashbacks of like Adrian Acoin. Yeah. He's not even that good. Like, what yeah. are we giving up? What yeah, are we What wasn't. are we doing? Uh, you know, I think you know Timo Meyer would have replaced Pacioretty. He would have helped the Hurricanes. That said, adding a top six wing does make guys move around. You're going to have to demote Seth Jarvis. You're going to have to demote. Table term. I mean, that adding a wing would have messed with the chemistry. Um, I mean, they still could. But, uh, you know, the other the other thing is, if you add a center, that that's going to bump Jesperi Kokiemi down. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well right now. The fourth line's playing really well right now. Um, and that's an argument that that people have made to defend not doing anything. My argument is, look, you saw Pacioretty get hurt. You've had a couple guys, Aho, get hurt this year. Even if you don't play them now, if you can add a top six winger, if you can add a center, that's going to help you. And I still think regardless of everything that's happened, they need to add a third pairing defenseman. They just need, you don't want to be in a playoff series having to play Dylan Coghlan. Seth Jarvis has hit that point though, with Kane's fandom that he is, he is untouchable. Don't do not mess with the baby of the year. People will be very, very mad at you if you do that. Okay. Cause I know his name has popped up as trade bait, right? And yeah, he's not going, anywhere. he's not going, but anywhere. this would just be moving him down the lineup. Um, yeah. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, l- let me be me, to quote Seth Jarvis. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, that I might be underselling, and we'll close on this, Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer. There's a good vibe with this group, you know, right down to Seth Jarvis and the glasses and the hats and everything else. And sometimes, you know, if you don't want to mess with the room because you like the room, so be it. Bank on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the – that'll be the spin, and I'm not saying it's spin. I mean, that that, that may be true. Um, I do think – to give this team the best chance to win the Stanley Cup, which is really why we're all here. Yeah. They need to add a, a depth defenseman, um, preferably one who can play with Jalen Chatfield, so with a little bit of wheels, um, and maybe help the second power play unit. Um, that that That's kind of a mandatory one, I think. Um, but if you were to have, add a center, if you go into the playoffs with Jesperi Kokiemi as your fourth-line center, not only do you have incredible matchups, you are run the risk, you, you don't run the risk of, of getting caught short at center if someone gets hurt. So, you know, it's it's a marathon. Uh, this is less sometimes about talent than depth. Yep. Um, and 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 that's really, I think, what would be the the addition here. So I appreciate you guys having me on today. Uh, you know, as one of some people from the area, as Corey <laughs> Alexander referred to me and and Joe during the UNC Virginia game. Um, I think that would be a great name for a, a future podcast. Might when be. We take yeah. take the Concord to see four soccer games in Europe in one day. I like uh, it. Some people from the area. Luke DeCock, columnist, news and observer. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. You got it. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious. Yeah, Corey Alexander hitting uh, hitting radio guys like that. I love it. You're in the paper. You're the, you're just the paper. Never, yeah. Yeah, never yeah. forget. You're just the paper.
Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com. 